Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Welcome this morning to New Covenant Worship Center in our virtual service on this morning. We're excited about what God is doing here in the building. We are in our first Sunday in the month of June and God has graced us to see another month. We're in the sixth month of this year and I'm telling you this year has shown us some things that we thought we would never see before. We've seen this pandemic. We've seen so many things change. The kids were out of school early in the year. People were losing jobs and everything that's going on in the society and in the economy economy. Everything has been in a turmoil, but I'm telling you, God's love is constant. He remains faithful to us, and we're just grateful for all that God is doing and how God has blessed us to continue moving forward and doing the work of the kingdom. So we want to welcome you guys to Facebook. Come on, begin to share this. Begin to share this with your family and friends. Begin to let the people know that we are on the air in our virtual church. Join us on our YouTube channel. Go and subscribe there. You can follow us, stay connected to us, and continue to see us in our virtual church. So come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise for he is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be magnified. He is worthy to be glorified right in your home, right in your living room, right in your bedroom, wherever you may be at. Begin to magnify him. Begin to glorify him. Begin to lift up the name of Jesus for he is worthy to be praised. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give your name all the praise, God. We come to tell you thank you on today, Father God. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity, Lord, to come into your presence on today, God. We thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy on today, God. Lord, we thank you for your power on today, Father God. That, Lord, your Holy Spirit shall move and reign like never before, Father God. Lord, we come today, God, in great expectation of a powerful move of God on today, God. We ask that you will saturate this place on today, God. Saturate this place with your power, with your glory, with your anointing on today, God. That we will see yokes destroyed, God. We'll see burdens lifted on today, Father God. That the power of the Holy Spirit will move like never before. Father God. Lord, we thank you for your grace today, God. We thank you for your power on today, Father God, that you will continue, Lord, to pour out your spirit upon us on today, God. For Lord, we are in expectation, God, for a touch from you on today, God. We need healing today, God. We need deliverance on today, Father God. We need, Lord, a touch, Lord, of your anointing on today, Father God, to keep us, to strengthen us, God, to lead and guide us to our various destinations on today, God, that, Lord, we may continue to fulfill purpose in the earth realm on today God and Lord we just begin to release your power God throughout the earth realm like never before God Lord we need you as a country we need you as a world on today Father God we need your guidance we need your instruction God we need your wisdom God we need your strategies on today Father God that you'll begin to implement and release the love of God throughout this earth realm on today God to uproot every place of bitterness every place of hatred every place where there is malice and confusion God and discord we decree and declare that there shall be unity there shall be oneness God there shall be a oneness in you on today Father God that the people will begin to come together and lift up the name of Jesus Christ God we release salvation into the earth realm God that people may learn to know who you are on today God that they may ask what must I do to be saved on today God release that anointing God begin to draw in those cinnamons on today Father God draw them in Lord with your loving kindness God draw in those that do not know you on today Father God those who have separated you in fellowship on today Father God bring them back into the fold on today Father God Lord mend the hearts of the people God mend the hearts of those who have been hurt God those who have been disappointed on today God we speak life we speak encouragement on today God that Lord your Holy Spirit will move and reign like never before God and Lord we begin to decree and declare God that we're gonna see miracle signs and wonders in this hour God we decree God that the power of the word shall begin to manifest like
like never before, God. Lord, we pray for healing on today, God, for those who are dealing with the coronavirus, God, those who have been impacted in their bodies, God. We yet decree victory on today, God. We yet decree divine health on today, Father God, as we ask you to remove every symptom, God, remove every form of sickness, God. Allow your people, God, to be healed from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, God. For you said in your word that by your stripes we are healed on today, God. And Lord, we speak life, God, concerning our bodies on today, God, that no high blood pressure, God, no strokes, no heart disease, Father God, no diabetes on today, God, no form of cancer can live and dwell in our bodies on today, God. For we seal our bodies with the precious blood of Jesus, God. And Lord, we thank you on today, God, that no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper, God. And every tongue that rise up against us shall be condemned in the day of judgment, God. We stand on your word today, God, that you said you never leave us nor forsake us, God. And we just release peace in the earth realm, God. We speak peace, Lord, in our families on today, God. Peace with our marriages on today, Father God. Peace amongst our children on today, God. We speak peace, God, even in the midst of the protest, Father God. Those who are voicing, God, their opinion, God. Those who are standing, God, to begin to bring, Lord, light to issues, God, that have been plaguing our culture for years, God. I ask you, Lord, that you'll begin to bring forth healing, God. That you'll begin to bring forth a newness, God. That you'll begin to bring forth a change, God, in the policing system across this United States of America, God. That you will deal with every police officer, God, that does not have the heart of compassion to serve and protect on today, God. That you'll turn their stony heart to flesh on today, God. That you will uproot, God, every person, God, that walks in bigotry on today, Father God. That walks in racism, God. That's operating in those positions on today, God. Lord, begin to do a new thing, God. Begin to raise up the voices, God. Raise up the leaders that are needed to organize, God. To orchestrate, Father God. To bring things together for positive change on today, God. I pray that we'll begin to see, God, your hand move through the midst of this situation, God. Through the midst of every challenge, God. That you're going to be glorified. You're going to be magnified. For we believe that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose on today, God. We expect change on today, God. And we release the power of the Holy Ghost, God, to begin to move in the earth realm, God. That we're going to see change manifest like never before, God. Stir up every gift in the earth realm, God. Stir up the gift of prophetic, God. Stir up the gift of healing, God. Stir up deliverance on today, Father, God. Stir up the attitude for newness, God. Stir up the mindset for being renewed in your mind, God. We come up against every dead weight, God. Every heavy weight, God. Every sin, God, that's so easy to beset us, God. We begin to break its power, God, as we loose the joy of the Lord. We loose victory on today, God. We loose praise in the atmosphere, God, as the body of Christ comes together to lift up the name of Jesus, as some churches have been able to now come back in fellowship, God. I pray that the glory will fall in the place. I pray that the anointing will fall in the building, God. Don't allow us to become stagnant, God. Don't allow us to become comfortable, God, in our bedrooms, in our living rooms, God. I pray that we have the boldness and the courage, God, that when the doors open back up, Lord, we will come in, God. We will come in with praise on our lips, God. We will come with excitement in our heart, God, that we're going to magnify you on today, God. And Lord, we lift you up on today, God. 
We magnify you as King of kings and Lord of lords, God. We're in great expectation, God, of a move of God in this place on today, God. Holy Spirit, have your way, God. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Have your way right there in your home. I dare you to begin to lift him up. Begin to magnify him right in your home. Let the atmosphere be set as the sound comes. We're going to worship him today. We're going to magnify him today. We're going to glorify him today. I thank God for more members are coming in. I thank you, Lord, that the team is here on this morning, God. I thank you for the overflow. I thank you, Lord, for Brother Amos standing the gap to be our musician today. We thank you, Lord, for Sister Gloria Seller, Sister Minister Gloria Roscoe, Sister Bridget, Minister Tony, God, Pastor Benice, Brother Marcus, God. We thank you for our media team, God. We're going to exalt the name of the Lord. Come on, the sound. God, we love you. We praise you. Hallelujah. We exalt you, God. We exalt you. Jesus. And we're going to create a sound and put a sound in the atmosphere on today. Hallelujah. A sound of freedom, a kingdom sound. Hallelujah. God, we love you so much, Jesus. We praise you. We exalt you, oh God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your name, God. God, you're worthy to be praised, yes. Hallelujah. All praise belongs to you, God. And we love you, Jesus. Here we go. Create a sound from heaven. Join with the angels and sing. Create a sound from heaven. Join with the angels and sing. Create a sound from heaven. Join with the angels and sing. Create a sound from heaven. Join with the angels and sing.
Jesus. And we thank you for a kingdom sound being released all throughout the land. Hallelujah. A sound that will set the captives free. A sound that will produce destiny in your life. Hallelujah. And God, we love you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we going to... Hallelujah. We're going to magnify the Lord on this morning. Hallelujah. Is it all right if we praise him? We excited. We got the team. Glory to God. And we just going to praise God. Hallelujah. We going to magnify the name of the Lord and make his name large throughout this earth. We going to exalt him. Hallelujah. He is king of kings and Lord of lords. And we know that the word says if we lift him up. Hallelujah. We will draw men and women unto Christ. And so, Father, we lift your name this morning. We lift you all over the airways, oh God. We lift your name, Jesus. And we glorify you. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to let you put your hands together in your room. Right there in your house. Hallelujah. Come on, shake off them bunny slippers and get into this praise. Hallelujah. Here we go, Matt. Magnify the Lord. Give him all the glory. Shake yourself for the chains that bind. Put the Lord, put him on your mind. Shake yourself. Come on, for the chains that bind. Put the Lord, put the Lord, put him on your mind. Come on, magnify, magnify the Lord. Give him all the glory. the praise. We honor you and we bless you. Give him all the praise. 
for faith being in operation. And God, even in this time, Father, we realize that we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, oh God. Father, we thank you how you've kept us. And Father, we wouldn't want to be here if you wasn't with us, hallelujah. And so Father, even in this pandemic, God, you've yet been there every step of the way, God. And so Father, we honor you for it. We praise you for it. And we magnify you for it, Jesus. I just want to give you a few seconds just to invoke some worship in your home.
where would I be? Where would I be without you, Jesus? Where would I be without you? Jesus, without 
Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, just worship him for a few minutes. Hallelujah. We just don't worship him. We just don't worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, worship him. As we get ready for the word, we just want you to continue to worship. Continue to worship, continue to worship, continue to worship. We love you. We are in you, Jesus. We are in you, Jesus. You mean the world to us, Jesus. You mean the world. You mean the world to us, Jesus. You mean the world to us, Jesus. You mean the world to us, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. God, my God, where would I be without him? How can I live? How can I move without him? Where would I be without Jesus? Come on, y'all. That song just ministered to us. We thank God for his presence. Come on, just worship him right in your home. Where would I be without you, Jesus? I can't live without you. Come on, just begin to think about that. Just begin to think about, I can't live without him. I can't move without him. I can't live without him. I don't know where I would be without Jesus Christ. I don't know where I'd be without God on my side. I don't know where I'd be if it had not been for the Lord who kept me, who's keeping me, who's watching over me. Where would I be? Because why? You make my world go round. <laughs> You make my heart sing loud. Oh, my God. Glory to your name, Jesus. Worship him. Worship him. We need you, Jesus. We worship you, God. Where would I be without you? Where would I be without you? I can't live without you. <laughs> Where would I be without you? I can't live. I can't move. Where would I be without you? Where would I be? My God, my God. I can't live without you. Can't live without you, Jesus, Jesus, 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus, mighty Savior, Jesus, Jesus, mighty Savior, Jesus, mighty God, mighty God. Mighty God, His name is Jesus. <laughs> the name above every name, the name above every name. Call on Him, call on Him, call on Him. We make you large in this place, Jesus. Jesus, we make you large in this place. Jesus, your name is great. Jesus, your name is great. Jesus, we make you large. We make you large. We make you large. We make you large in this place. Somebody call on him. 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 His great name is Jesus. 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 Mighty God you are. of the Holy Ghost is moving he's moving call on him call on him call on him call on him your name is great your name is great your name is great call on him right now hey late in the midnight hour he's there Late in the midnight hour, he's there. Early in the morning, he's there. Woo. Before the break of day, he's there. His name is Jesus, 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 Jesus. We make you large in this place. My God, my God. I hear the angels cry. I hear the angels cry. Holy, holy. Do you hear the angels? Do you hear the angels? Do you hear the angels? They're crying
want to join in with the angels. <laughs> I want to join in with the angels. I want to join in with the angels this morning. How many people want to go with me? How many people want to join in with the angels? I need a sound from heaven. I need a sound from heaven. I need a sound from heaven. How many want to join the angels with me? Crying holy, 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 holy are you, Lord. Woo! Cry out, holy are you, Lord. Who wants to join in with the angels? Join in with the angels. Join in with the angels and cry out, cry out, cry out, cry out. I decree the power of God 
to manifest right in your home. Wherever you're at, I release the peace of God. I release the power of God. I release the strength of God. I command you to rise up. I command you to not be defeated. I command you to walk in your victory. Victory in your body. I release healing over your body. I release life over your life. In the name of Jesus. Live, says the Lord. Live, says the Lord. Live, says the Lord. Live. Listen, I'm going to 
know what God is doing. But he's moving right now. I just need him. I just need him today. I need you, God. Everything that's going on around me, God, I need you. I don't have no other words. I don't have no other way to express it. But God, I need you. And it's just the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to worship Him and let go. Sometimes you need to just let go and just worship Him freely. It don't matter who's watching. It doesn't matter who's looking. in his presence for a few moments and let God minister <laughs> right in your home I dare you just to begin to cry out and worship right in your living room magnify his name just allow his presence to flow just allow his presence to flow allow his presence to flow in the place I need you all you got to do is let him know that you need him <laughs> and I guarantee you he'll come into your situation I need you I know you hear me God I know you're listening, God. So I'm telling you right now, right here, today, I need you. Let him know that you need him. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's a faithful God. He's a just God. Oh, I need you. <laughs> my God listen <clears throat> my God my God we give God the glory we thank God for invading our space <clears throat> we give him free reign he's in charge we're just vessels that's it we're just vessels ready to be used so we say thank you 
thank you for his presence. Thank you for your power, God. We say thank you for meeting us right where we're at. That liberty is here. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. <laughs> so I want you to walk in your freedom, walk in your liberty. And we just say thank you. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise for all that he is doing, <clears throat> all that he has done right there in your living room. As we give God thanks, we thank God for him interrupting our service and coming in and meeting us. Oh, glory to his name. Hallelujah. We're going to try to move forward in the service. And God is going to release his power. Listen, somebody just text me a word. And <clears throat> I love virtual church because you can still yet be connected with technology. Sister Gwen said, Apostle Jonas, I heard the Holy Ghost saying that the fire is upon you and that everything that is not of him is burning up with the fire. Every situation that looks lost is being transformed. We give God the glory for the word of the Lord. We thank God for his presence and his power for everything that God is doing. It is great. It is mighty. It is powerful in his eyes. So listen, we're going to move forward. I thank God, Sister Gwen, for the word. We receive it. We're going to get ready to take up our offering, amen, and so we can move forward in the service. I'm not going to be before you long with this word. I'm going to give you an introduction to where we're going in this new series. So let's prepare our hearts to give. Those of you all who are watching virtually, amen, you can go to our website, www.newcovncwc.com and you can go to our website and you can click the give tab and you can give online you can go to our easy time app and you can give there if you're already connected to our easy time app you can definitely go and give there <clears throat> click your drop down box for whatever you need to give today is super monday see sunday so you can give towards that today is our tithes and offering and also, <clears throat> we're starting our seed for our gas giveaway. We're believing God that we're yet going to believe God for outreach in this hour and in this season. People are going to be in need, so we're planning for that within the coming months. But we want to put seed in the ground so that we can have the resources to meet the need and bless this community. And so we just want to give back any way we can. So you can hit your drop-down box for tithes and offering. You can give to that. You can give to Abundant Seed. Hit that drop down. You can give to the gas giveaway. However way the Lord leads you to sow today. If you do not have means to online giving, you can mail your offering, mail your seed to New Covenant Worship Center at 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. We appreciate everybody that has been uh, giving, staying connected, um, sowing your tithes and offering and just being diligent to continue to keep the ministry going. I'm grateful that 
we've been able to yet meet every bill, every obligation, and God has yet allowed us to do some upgrading to various things that are needed around the building. So we're preparing and believing God that hopefully in July we can start some staggering services and having people come back into the building. <clears throat> but we're going to yet proceed with caution and yet proceed with wisdom from the Lord. So if you giving, let me sow my seed real quick. everyone gave they wanted to give we're gonna bless the offering heavenly father we thank you lord for the seed that was sown today god we thank you lord for every heart that gave lord every person that had it to give i pray that you can bless those that may not have had it to give on today that you're going to release your power your anointing your glory upon them lord that we shall continue to receive from you and that we'll be able to put seed in the ground and that you're going to bless every seed that you will continue to use the offering in the in the tithes and offering for the building and the work of this ministry and for the building of your kingdom and we give your name the glory in Jesus name we pray amen and amen alright we thank God for the sound today you all did a phenomenal job I think we were just excited to have more of our team here amen we had brother Amos filling in today for brother John I appreciate him being available and able to come in on today as brother John was out but we're just grateful for what God is doing um, I'm telling you, God has really been proving himself and he's been showing himself strong and mighty in our lives. And we've seen his hand move numerous of times. We've seen his hand move during this pandemic. Uh, we've seen grace. We've seen mercy. Uh, we've seen the power of his word begin to manifest. There are so many people that have had experiences, different testimonies uh, with the power of God and how God is moving in their life. Even when it looks like we can't detect God. We can't find God, but God is still yet present. He's still yet moving. He's still yet ministering to us and his glory is still reigning upon us. So today, um, I want to introduce a new series to you guys. Um, and we've been talking about various things, um, uh, throughout the particular pandemic. We talked about faith over fear. Um, we really ministered on that and taught about that. And um, just believe in God and how God has been moving. Then we talked about waiting in faith. And so now we're in a series entitled I Believe. So when you put those things together, waiting in uh, faith over fear, waiting in faith, and we get to the position of where we need to see God in the position of I believe. We have to believe God no matter what is going on around us, no matter what circumstances say to us, no matter what the media says, no matter what the president says, no matter what, you know, officials and the government and various politicians say, we got to believe God for ourselves. And we have to come to that point in place to believe him with all that we know and all that we have uh, learned to know about him so that we can yet make an example and stand on the love of God, on the grace of God, and that we can exemplify God in the earth realm. People are in distress. And so anything that they may sense that will bring them hope or will bring them peace, they're trying it in this hour. And so they may, people are moving to things that do not line up with God's word. People are transitioning and trying things that 
that bring them a temporary satisfaction, that bring them a temporary peace. But the love of God and the relationship that we have with God, that we build with God by believing in him, trusting in him, cannot even compare to a temporary fix of, of, of uh, trying things that will put us in a position where it only satisfies us for a few moments. I want to experience eternal peace. I want to experience eternal joy. I want to experience love and kindness and his compassion always. Yes. And so that is up to us to believe in all that God says who he is. We need to know who he is. We need to know what it means to believe. We need to know that we have a power in believing that begins to draw things to us. There are things that manifest in our life because we believed it, because we believed it and we wanted it and we trusted it and God began to manifest it. How many times have you believed God for a certain situation? You believe God for your children to be saved. You believe God for a spouse to be delivered from alcohol. You believe God to come out, come out of a bad relationship. You believe God for a new job. You believe him for a promotion. You believe God for a new car, a new house. And every time that you begin to believe God, God will begin to show up and he come into your situation yeah. and he prove himself to you. Yeah. But we have to continue to maintain that particular drive, that particular energy to believe him. You got to have that capacity to believe God when challenges arise and when the enemy tries to talk you out of that God ain't real. God's not going to do that. Oh, don't you know it's a recession? Don't you know it's an economic economic meltdown? Don't you know we're in the middle of a pandemic? How are you going to do that? How are you going to walk in that? You got to begin to believe against the odds. You got to begin to believe against what the picture that's being Come painted on. before yes. us. And we have to know who God is according to his word. And that's the only way that we're going to know that he is who he says he is, is through his word. That's what he's given us to stand on. And if we don't stand on his word and we don't believe his word, we're not going to achieve the results. And we're not going to Come receive on. the things of the promises that he's promised us to receive. So we have to walk in that power of believing. So I want to. Share a, just a quick definition of the word believe, and then I'm going to get into these scriptures, and I'm going to move fast and try to get out the way because the enemy, I'm, my voice trying to go out as the Holy Spirit just moving. I'm just excited about God, and I thank God for his grace and his mercy. So as Pastor Venice says, she says, leave the singing up to me. <laughs> so uh, I want to give you a couple definitions of the word believe. Believe means to accept something that's true, feel sure of that truth. Accept something that's true, feel sure of the truth of that particular thing that you believe. So accept something that's true. Do we accept God as being truth? Do we accept him that he exists? Do we accept him that he is real? And that's the argument where people um, constantly throw out from the beginning of time. Is God real? How can you say he's real? How can you believe in something that you can't see? How can you begin to trust something that you don't have any tangible ability to touch? And so that's where our faith kicks in. And that's where faith brings us to the place to believe who God is. And so a lot of times we begin to get distracted because we don't even look at how we believe in the natural on a day to day basis. You believe that when you go out there in the morning, getting ready to go to work, you know it takes you 30 minutes to get to work. You believe that once you get in the car, your car is going to start and you're going to make it. It's going to start up and you're going to get to work and you're going to get there on time. You in a process of believing on a daily basis. You believe that at the end of the day, at the end of the work week, they've told you. You trust what they tell you. They told you you was going to have a direct deposit. 
They told you we're going to get paid on Friday. Well, it's going to be a check. They told you this and you believe it to be a true statement. And nothing that they have done other than saying it is proven that you're going to receive it. All you have to go on is what they told you. You're going to go in there and do your part, do your 40 hours worth of work. On Friday, you have an expectation. You're believing what they've stated earlier. You trust that. And so now when Friday comes, what happens? You believe it. Your check is there. You get paid. You put in the work for that. And so we believe that. That's an expectation. We're in the process of believing every day in our natural walk, in our natural life. But when we begin to apply it and you tell somebody, well, um, I don't believe in God because I can't see him. Well, you didn't believe them words that came out when you didn't see the actual words that came out of a person's mouth. All you had to do was believe what they said. And so God created the earth on what he said. He said in the beginning, he created heavens and earth. He spoke it into existence. He spoke the stars into the air. He spoke the sun. He spoke the moon. He, he created man in his image and his likeness. Everything was created around words. And so what we begin to speak out of our mouth is going to determine what we have because we the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you've got to begin to speak words that you're going to believe that's going to shape your particular life. Another definition is that accept the statement of someone as true. Another part it says have faith, especially religious faith. So that's what that faith and belief goes together. You got to have faith to believe. Come on. Faith to believe. You have to believe God. And so here, now let's go to the scripture. Oh, it was one other, one other part of the definition it says, and I like this part because it's going to even go on along when we see Jesus. He says, feel sure that someone is capable of a particular action. So in other words, you believe when someone tells you something that they're able to fulfill it. Someone tells you something, you believe that they're able to fulfill it. So someone told you, I was going to give you, I'm going to give you $100. You believe what they said. And you say they have the capability to, to do that. You trust that. And then here comes that particular day. You, they give you the $100. Do you have the capability to believe in a particular action? Feel sure that someone is capable of a particular action. Are we sure that Jesus is the son of God? Are we sure that Jesus can do what he's promised us to do? He said that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So let's look at John chapter 14. John chapter 14 in the Amplified Version. Let's start reading at verse 1. Now notice, um, let me paint a, a backdrop. In, in John chapter 13, we'll see how at the end of it, Peter began to say, as Jesus began to talk about uh, his death, his burial, his resurrection, he began to share with the disciples uh, concerning the next phases of his life. And at the end of chapter 13, Peter says, well, I'll go with you wherever you're, go wherever you're going to go. He said, I'll be with you. I'll go with you. And Jesus had to tell Peter, he said, look, before the rooster croaks three times, you're going to deny me because Peter was so gung ho and he was so anxious and and going with Jesus and uh, going with him for his next assignment. He couldn't go where Jesus was going. And so a lot of conversation happened in 13 leads us to John 14, where Jesus begins to comfort his disciples and he begins to give them reassurance. And so in verse one, he says, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly. He said, believe confidently in God and trust in him, have faith, hold on to it, rely on it, keep going and believe also in me. Hmm. So the first thing he says, he said, don't let your heart be your heart be troubled. I want to encourage you today that you have to not allow your heart to be troubled in the midst of troubling times. 
because if you allow the troubles of this world to weigh upon your heart, it's going to affect your body. It's going to affect your mind because you're going to begin to meditate and, and begin to think on those things that are contrary to God's plan and what God's word says. And it's going to begin to affect your life. It's going to begin to affect you physically where your health will begin to deteriorate because stress and worry begins to bring upon a, a thing upon our bodies that will affect us. It, your, your blood pressure will go up. You'll begin to find different things that will begin to happen because stress and worry brings forth anxiety and all these other things because why we've allowed that stuff to trouble our heart he says don't be afraid don't be cowardly i thank god that god has given us the ability to walk bold in his in his power that we couldn't allow the enemy to get us into a place of fear all while this pandemic has been going on um god has given us wisdom but we yet had to yet still stand with boldness we still yet had an assignment to fulfill to encourage the people, to teach the people. Yes. We still had to come into the building. The band has been here for the most of the part every week. They've yes. been supporting the praise team, the media team. Everybody can't be afraid. Come on. Everybody can't be in a place of fear because how is that going to keep things moving forward? Yeah. There are people who have been deemed essential workers. You don't want to not have a NICOR gas agent out there working and something goes on and they talking about, I'm not going to go over there and cut that gas off because I'm afraid of the coronavirus. Come on. What? You mean to tell me? I mean, you would think the gas is more dangerous than that coronavirus is. And so that person, as, as I'm, I'm just sharing that Minister Tony's here and he works for NICOR. He works in dangerous environments on a daily basis. And he can't go to his job in fear. He can't go in that position of being afraid. Now you have caution. There's a difference from being fearful and having caution. Yeah. Because there is being cautious, I have to be safe. Being safe does not mean I'm fearful. Because I'm in a position where I have things around me to begin to prevent from a particular disaster or something tragic to happen. Those are preventive measures. So I take caution. We put preventive measures in place in order to continue to be about doing essential work. And doing the things we have to do on a daily basis. When you go into your grocery store, every week there was something that they were changing in order to have preventive measures. You went there first week, they were just sanitizing carts. You went there another week, they had little plastic shields up by the register. You went there another week, they had plastic things on the keypad for you to do. And the next thing you had, they had things on the floor. Walk down this aisle and walk in this direction. They had directional things. They started doing things as cautionary measures in order to prevent things, in order to keep us in a position where we don't become all fearful and everybody stops going to the grocery store. Everybody stops doing the necessary things that need to be done. How are we going to keep society moving? How how are we going to keep the economy moving? How are we going to keep things that are necessary moving if everybody's fearful? Come on. So Jesus began to deal with the disciples because they were getting ready to disconnect physically with Jesus because he was getting ready to leave the earth. And so they were in a position where they had been walking with Jesus. They had been learning with Jesus. And now he's talking about he's getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to go to heaven. He's getting ready to go back to the right hand of his father. And so they're in a position where like, man, God, I mean, you just got here with us. We've been hanging out. We've been kicking it. I mean, you know, we just got cool and stuff. You know, hey, you know my mom and them. You know my daddy. You know my grandmama. You know, it's like, man, now you're going to go. So now Jesus has to comfort them. Yeah. And he tells them, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly. Believe confident God and trust in him. Have faith. Hold on to it. Rely on it. Keep, keep going. Listen at that. It said, keep going and believe also in me. In verse 2, in my father's house are many, are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. Because I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and I will take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. And to the place where I'm going, you know the way. 
Now he's telling, he said he's speaking of heaven. He's speaking of the place that he's built for them. He said, I'm going to bring you to that place. You got to have confidence, but I have to go. And so that you can be able to get to that place. He said, where am I going? He said, you know the way. Now look at Thomas, verse five. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Now, I want you to understand something. Sometimes we'll begin to beat Thomas up because he asked this question. He's been walking with Jesus. Jesus has been telling these things. But this is the human side of a person. And this is a position where when you don't know and you don't have the the full understanding of something, you ask a question. So Thomas just asked a question. He said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. He's being in a position where he's humbling himself as a student, as a disciple of Christ. He says, I don't know. We don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? He said, I need some instructions. God, do you have a map? To where this mansion is at? Do you have a GPS route? Do you have something that can direct me to that place? So he begins to ask the question. And some of us, we can't be fearful to ask the question to God concerning our life. God, which way do you want me to go? God, which direction are you leading me in? God, is this the right assignment for me? God, is this the position for me? We have to acknowledge God in all thy ways and he shall direct our path. So Thomas asked God this, asked Jesus a question. In verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the only way. To God and the real truth and the real life, no one comes to the Father but through me. So listen to what he says. I am the only way to God. He says, this is the way. This is the pathway. I'm the only way to God. And he said, the real truth. Listen at this. In the Amplified, it says the real truth because there are a lot of truths that people believe, but they have not been deemed the real truth. They have not been deemed truth that we can begin to stand upon, that we can begin to trust that is able. Go back to the definition when it said, can you believe and trust what somebody is telling you? Do you feel sure that someone is capable of a particular action? There have been many things that people have deemed to be true. Look at all the cults that happened in the past. Look at the people who drank the Kool-Aid. Look at the people who went through those particular areas and the people thought that they were speaking truth, but it wasn't in the position where they were able to understand the fullness they had been deceived and so we got to be in an hour in this time you got to know what you believe so that you won't become deceived because the enemy is trying to do that and he says real truth means revelation so there has to be revelation that comes that's going to bring us to a place of understanding who Jesus is understanding his word and then he goes on and it says life the real life life that God has promised us That life of being resurrected from the dead. In other words, that life that saved us, that brought us out of the place of being sinners, that brought us out of the place of being sinner men and women, that God can save us. That's that life that God is promising us. And he says, no one comes to to the Father but through me. Let's look at verse 7. If you had really known me, I love this part. He said, you would also have known my Father. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Jesus is letting them know, me and my daddy are one. And when you see me, you see the father. When you see, when you see God, you see the son. In verse 8, he says, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. Now, here goes another disciple. Philip says, Lord, show us the father and then we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you for so long a time? Now, notice how he deals with Philip's question as it relates as he dealt with Thomas's question. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and then we will be satisfied. So at this point, he had this particular thing should have been understood with the time that Jesus had been with them, that they should have understood that when they see Jesus, they see the father. Because why? He begins to explain. He said, have I been, have I been with you for so long and you do not know me yet, Philip, nor recognize clearly who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. 
How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not say on my own initiative or authority, but the Father abiding continually in me does his works. His attesting miracles and acts of power. Listen at this. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, listen at this. If you don't believe that the Father is in me and that I am in the Father, he said, believe me because of the very works themselves which you have witnessed. Oh, yes. my God. Listen. There's evidence. Come on. In the power of God, there is evidence that God has been working in our lives. If you don't believe who he says he is, go talk to somebody about their story. Go talk to somebody about their testimony. Go talk to somebody about what they have been through and how God has kept them, how God delivered them. And you begin to believe on the works that he do. Yeah. If you don't believe in who he says he is and what he said he, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be the son of God. If you don't believe that, try him by his works. And his works will begin to speak the magnitude of his power, the magnitude of his glory, the magnitude of his compassion and his grace. Because God has brought us out of some situations that nobody could bring us out other than God. There's some works and some miracles that have happened in our life that you cannot deny because you're still trying to figure out, how did I come out of that car accident with only a scratch? How did I come out of that club when they were shooting but I didn't get shot? How did I come out of being a gangbanger, a drug dealer, a drug addict, and I did not die of an overdose. Yeah. That is the power of God that kept you and was protecting you because his works are larger and they're more greater and more powerful than what you may seem to think he is because he says he's the son of God. So when they challenge you and ask you and they tell you how can he be the son of God? Well let me tell you my story. Let me tell you how he brought me out. Let me tell you how he delivered me. Let me tell you what the works that have been accomplished in my life because there is no other way to explain it. There is no other way that I can give anybody credit but to the power of Jesus Christ. And that's where we have to be bold enough to share in the goodness of God and how the works of God have been made manifest in our life. And the enemy wants to snatch your testimony. He wants you to begin to keep your mouth closed yeah. on the goodness of Jesus. He wants you to keep quiet on how God has brought you through some things. You need to tell the story how God delivered your child. You need to tell the story how God kept you in the midst of that Come situation on. when they were getting ready to put you out their house and put you out the apartment and God still opened up a door for you. That God still yes spared your life when we were in that situation and all those various things when they repossessed the car when they turned our gas off those were challenges those were things that we had to live through but God allowed us to come through it because he opened up the door that we are still yet able to stand and we still yet made it through it and God opened up a door where somebody came in to help us along the way come on those are the works of God and so that's what Jesus was trying to let Philip know he's trying to let the disciples know he said listen you need to do what you, you need to believe me. He said, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe me for the very works themselves, which you have witnessed. Notice this. He said, how are you not going to believe me? You witnessed me open blind eyes. How are you not going to believe that the Father is not in me? And you saw me open deaf ears. You saw the lepers healed. He said, verse 12, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the works that I do and he will do even greater things than these in extent and outreach because I am going to the Father. Now, I love this. Jesus said, I'm not a selfish God. I'm not going to take all this for me. Come on. He said, these works that I do and if you begin to believe in me as the power that I believe in my daddy, he said, you're going to do greater works. He said, you're going to do works in the same manner. 
So, in other words, wow, this is a great, this is a, the Holy Spirit just, so I think that why is the question of Jesus and God being real mm -hmm. in this day and time so prevalent? Are we doing the works as believers Come on. that Jesus has called us to do? Yes. So if people don't see the works manifested of Jesus, Come on. it arises doubt. Yes. Now, Philip was walking with him and he asked the question. So can you imagine somebody that does not have a, any type of relationship, any knowledge of God, how they raise the question, how they begin to now try to, uh, you know, to try to now downplay who God is, downplay who Jesus is. And so we have to be in a position to ask ourselves, are we in a position to do the works that Jesus said that we can do if we believe? So in other words, are we believing? Yes. Because believing is the prerequisite. So if we don't believe in the miracles, signs, and wonders, we pray for those things. We pray for, for healing, supernatural healing, deliverance. And God has been doing that because why? We believe it. A lot of people don't see the miracles of God because they don't believe. That yeah. is the key. This is why you say, well, why, do they, why does God move so mightily in, in those other countries and foreign areas? They it, because they believe. Yeah. They don't have a Tylenol to depend on. They ain't got Advil. They don't have a pharmaceutical. They don't have a doctor at every other corner. They don't have a hospital. So when sickness arrives, they got to seek God for an answer. Yeah. When different things come about. So the only thing I got to do is believe in God. So God, I need a miracle today. Because I, I don't know how my daughter's going to be healed. That's how it was in Jesus' day. When the people came to him, they didn't have doctors. They didn't have hospitals. They had to believe. They said, I've tried everything. Now, God, I got to get to you. The woman with the issue of blood, she's going around. She said, if I could just get to him, it's gone. Because why? She believed. He always said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith, your believing power. Come on. So I need our believing power to go to the next level and I need our believing power to manifest the works of Jesus. Because that's what's going to draw people in. That's what's going to draw the people into the kingdom of God. I ain't talking about just to a church building. I'm talking about to the kingdom of God. Yes. Just as Philip and Thomas, those were disciples and they were working with him and working side by side, walking with him. They still had to have this. They didn't have a full reassurance of who he was and what he was doing. But God was confident. God was able to use Jesus to encourage them and gave them the right instructions. So we're going to close it out. The next verse says in verse 14. No, let me finish reading verse 13. And I will do whatever you ask in my name as my representative. Now, I need you to see this. How am I going? How is God going to do something in his name if we're not representing him properly? Come on. <laughs> Listen at this. If I'm when I'm on vacation. There's another person that does my route. That's an extra person. That's what they call them on my job. An extra person. They come in to fill in for my route. Mm -hmm. Now, we're required to wear Something of the magnitude of a uniform or something that has a Frito-Lay logo, not just a truck, but a clothing. There's a certain clothing standard. They want you to wear a shirt with a collar. They want you to wear like khakis, something that distinguishes you and represent their brand. Okay. And so when that person, when I'm not there, if they walk in with that Frito-Lay clothing on, something with that logo on it, that shirt, it represents Frito-Lay. 
And so they welcome that person in as a representative of Frito-Lay yeah. because this person has that particular garment on and they represent that. So what is it upon us that shows forth representation yeah. that we represent Christ? What distinguishes us that we represent him? And that thing what Jesus talked about are those works. He said, greater work shall we do. He said, what are we doing to represent the kingdom? What's going on in the kingdom? The Bible says that there's healing, there's deliverance, there's life, there's joy. All of these things are part of the kingdom, but are we representing it? Are we representing the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness. These are fruits of the spirit. Are these things being represented in the earth realm? So we need to ask ourselves, if I believe God, am I representing him well? Am I a good representative of him and his kingdom? Because that's what's going to draw people in. So when they see that Frito-Lay truck come up, they're excited. They're happy. Last week, we only worked three days out the week. And people were called. They're like, I ain't got no chips. What's going on? Where y'all at? We didn't work the first two days of the week. And so now everybody is empty and everybody was happy to see me coming in. Oh, I need more chips. I need to make my order bigger because now it's less stores open. And so everybody got to go to the few stores that's in the neighborhood because they done burned them down. Not just looting them. Burned down. And so, how are we representing God? How are we representing him? And that's what Jesus begins to share. He says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name as my representative. Mm. So if I'm representing the kingdom, whatever I ask, he said he's going to do it. He said, this will I do. So that what? Listen to this. This is the reason why he's doing it. So that the father may be glorified and celebrated in the son. So my representation yes. is going to bring glory and magnify God. So if I misrepresent him, it's going to bring shame. It's going to bring condemnation. It's going to bring all types of misrepresentation to the company. That's why it's important that, you know, in certain instances, when I tell you that, you know, y'all heard the story and different things. I ain't going to bring that story because this is kind of like that area and I don't want to bring it up. But yes, I've had some challenges while I was in my uniform <laughs> at work on the clock. And people, I shared it with the men a while back. And when the man came to the store and he was like, he asked me, uh, man, you got some extra chips on the truck? I said, no, I ain't got no extra chips. I ain't got nothing to give. I'm working in the store. He come back again. Man, I know you got some chips on the truck for me. I said, no, man, I don't have anything to give you. He went back up to the front of the store, came back around. He said, man, go in your, go, buy me something to eat then. He said, he telling me he's not asking. He said, man, buy me something. I said, man, I don't carry cash. We don't carry cash. He said, man, take your credit card out and you can buy me something to eat. I said, man, let me tell you something. I said, because at this point, you know, he's beginning, you know, kind of like real deliberate, you know, real aggressive. aggressive. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't, I, I can't buy you anything. Oh, so that now at this point, he starts going off on me. Oh, you ain't this and that. You ain't that and this. Calling me all out. My name, this and that. I said, man, look. I said, you can, you, you done called me on the wrong day. I said, my father-in-law had just passed. I said, man, listen. He said, F your father-in-law. And that's so when I came to the store. I said, man, I said, listen. I said, I got this uniform on. I'm on this clock. I said, I can't go outside these doors because I still got this uniform on. I got free to lay on me. I cannot do what I would like to do or say what I want to say. So I just had to calm myself down and get myself back to work because people come to provoke and challenge. Yes. How is your representation in the earth realm? Come on. 
You're going to tell somebody that you're going to go and go get your credit. Go I, buy me some. Make me. I mean, you're just deliberate. And you have to yet still understand how am I representing God in this so that God can be glorified. Now, I had to repent because, you know, <laughs> every word wasn't a choice word. It wasn't no holy thou art God, Jesus. Oh, Father, oh, God. And you got to be able to know that God will keep you even from those particular instances of things going beyond and beyond your, beyond your control. And so we just going to trust God, believe God, believe him at his word. His works should be made manifest in our life. And we should glorify him in all that we do. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. That's all I got for you today. And he says, if you are, in verse 14, if you ask anything in my name as my representative, I will do it. He said, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. So we give God praise for the word. We thank God for the fellowship. We thank God for you all out there in our virtual church. Continue to share this. Share this even as you're, you know, we're ending this particular uh, uh, service for today. So we can continue to have the word to go out. We appreciate you all. We thank you all for tuning in, fellowshipping with us on today. And we are grateful for everybody that came as far as the team, the sound, our media team. We appreciate everything. So we're going to continue to move forward. Thursday we'll be here on, in Bible study. Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. for prayer and Bible study. Meet us here and we'll be back here next Sunday, 10 a.m., virtual church, right here in the building, right there on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. God bless you guys. Have a great night.